So today, I am going to tell you about how to break free from anxiety. Uh, there is reason to be anxious today, is there not? COVID-19 is coming back in many states, or is it? Right? And that's causing a lot of anxiety too. Is this real? Is this not real? There's so many people who are telling us different things. Who do we listen to? Uh, that's got to be an anxious feeling. The idea of masks, no masks. Do I have to wear a mask in church? Do I not? Some do, some don't. That's the social norms. What do I do? I want to be honoring. And uh, that's causing anxiety for some of you too. Going into stores. What will schools look like in the fall? I know my, both my kids are going back to college this year and, and the, every week it seems to be changing, but yet sports are canceled and creating bubbles on campuses and that's gotta be anxious feeling. Racial injustice, the conversation of defunding police, the, um, the already tense time of presidential elections that are quickly coming upon us in a world that is unraveling it feels like, a world that is, is just not the way that we knew it just five months ago. And the anxiety can be grabbing a hold of you. Well, I just want to let you know that you don't have to be anxious, the Bible tells us. Actually, it instructs us, don't be anxious for anything. And is that really true? Is it possible that we can live an anxious, free life and today I'm going to make a case to say, yes, it is. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. Philippians 4, 6 says that. Do not be anxious about anything. All right, so maybe you're watching online and who is this guy? Well, I want to introduce myself. My name is Mark Warren and I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Capital Church. And we are here to help you to be ready to meet Jesus face to face. Whether he comes back in our lifetime or whether your life is, whenever your life is done, there's going to be this opportunity to meet Jesus face to face and we're going to have to give an account for our life. And so here we're going to help you. But one of those things that we're going to help you with today is realizing that, that we need to be free from some of these things that, that Jesus wants us to be free from. So we're in this series Part, four parts of a series, and we're on part number three, but it's titled Live Free or Die. Week one, or part one, we talked about uh, if we're not fighting for our freedom, we're losing our freedom, right? This idea of being intentional to press into Jesus as the one who gives us freedom. And we talked about some of those areas, prayer, fasting, and then last week we talked about part two. Fasting is the fastest way to find our freedom. Anybody take me up on that challenge to fast, Okay, well done. You're putting it to work. All right. How many people, honestly, have had some challenges with anxiety over COVID-19? I, I think all of us would probably say we fall in that category. So for my life, um, when I start feeling anxious, I have some defaults. Or when I'm in my unhealthy state, I have some defaults. My defaults, I move into control mode. I'll either try to control my environment or try to control people. Um, but that's unhealthy, and, and that actually is not a free life, right? If anxiety is making my environment stressful, and if I'm creating stress in other people's life because I'm feeling anxious, that's not right, and that's not freedom. Well, anxiety manifests itself differently for every person, does it not? 
So here's some of the emotions the anxiety will bring out of you. Bursts of anger, fear, depression, tears. But by the way, a lot of these things, anger, depression, fear, actually begins to break down relationships and the relationships around us and marriages struggle and hurtful habits begin to form. Right? What are the manifestations of anxiety? Well, some eat their feelings, so they say, right? Some drink, some swear, some binge watch, some go into control like my life has done in the past and I still have to fight to stay healthy and not go there. Some lose control. Some distract themselves with social media and some exercise. Some go on medication and some self-medicate. But when Jesus says, don't be anxious about anything, he says anything. That means everything. (laughs) And I believe it makes me feel like it's possible, if he said this in his word, it's possible to live an anxious, free life. Do you believe me? Well, I am going to walk through three things to help you live an anxious life free life. I want you to write these down. If you're, again, watching with us online, grab a pen, piece of paper, because this is why it's important that you write it down. Because I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a 30-day challenge, and you're going to rate your life now how anxious you are today, and 30 days later, I'm going to send you a survey. And I am giving you a guarantee, a money-back guarantee, although you've not paid any money. (laughs) I'm giving you a guarantee that that your anxiety will be different if you follow these three things. Now, I didn't make up these three things. These are three things from the Bible that are going to help us live free of anxiety. But I'm going to ask you, how are you doing with that? For 30 days, you're going to do these three things. So number one. Number one is let your pants get holes in the knees. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying try to be cool, right? This, I do have a couple jeans that, that when I'm not, you know, when I'm kind of going into the, I can be the cool dad sometimes, wear my ripped jeans, right? Um, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about prayer. Let your pants get holes in them on your knees. Philippians 4, 6. The other part of don't be anxious about anything says this, but in everything... By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. So right there, right out of the gate, he's linking not being anxious with prayer. Let me read that again. Don't be anxious about anything, but, here we go. So if you're not going to be anxious, you have to follow the but. But in everything, by prayer, supplication, supplication just means, you know, making your... Request known. It does say that further in the verse, but you're, you're basically asking on behalf. So here's what I would recommend. There's a lot of different ways you can pray. But something that's been super helpful for my life is just spending time five minutes quietly before the Lord. Not talking to him, let him talk to you. Just be quiet. Maybe you get your Bible and just let a scripture meditate on that, right? Or just be quiet and try to remove distraction and listen to that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. See, here's this is why it's so important that I wanted to make sure everybody had a relationship with Jesus because it's really hard to have a relationship with God without having a relationship with Jesus. Actually, it's impossible. 
Jesus is our savior. He's our advocate. He's the one who gives us access to our father in heaven. Okay, how about another one? Another way is, have you ever heard of, I've preached on this before, but the Acts prayer, A-C-T-S, Acts. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. So it's a great way to say, how do I focus my prayer? Acts, adoration, God, you are magnificent. What a great day you've created for me. Um, Adoration. Confession, Lord, you know, I just know I fell short yesterday. I allowed anxiety to creep back in. And I reacted to somebody the way I shouldn't have reacted. Lord, please help me with that. Then we go into Thanksgiving. And God, just thank you for giving me breath today. What a gift. Supplication, Lord, I'm just praying for my friends and neighbors that don't know you. They'd have an opportunity to meet you. S, supplication. Well, actually, that's supplication. That's, that's requesting on behalf of others. All right, A-C-T-S. Or how about this one, the, the Lord's Prayer. Jesus teaches us actually how to pray. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Write that reference down. If you're saying, hey, I don't know what to pray. I've never really spent time praying. Open Matthew chapter 6 or do a Google search, Lord's Prayer. 9 through 13, Jesus teaches us how to pray. I'm not going to go over that right now, but there's so much in that one. Or how about this one? I like this prayer. And actually, it was become a little bit more as we've been talking about celebrate recovery and, and really appreciate Karen uh, Johnson joining us on midweek this past week who leads our celebrate recovery. Um, but the serenity prayer, anybody who's involved in any kind of in 12 steps, but a preacher came up with a serenity, serenity prayer. Um, it was written um, back in the early 1900s, but... And it was first taught and preached actually from a church in Massachusetts. But the serenity prayer is this. God grant me the serenity, or serenity means calm, peaceful, untroubled. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's a good prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. COVID-19, there's been a lot of things that we can't change. And we feel powerless, and that's creating anxiety for us. So if you're praying, hey, God, I can't control this, how the world is going out of control. I can't control what my school is doing for me to re-enter. I can't control what the governor says. I can't control whether I have to wear face masks or not. So, Lord, help me to accept the things I can't change and the courage to change the things I can. Lord, my reaction, I can change. How I interact with people can change. How I view something can change. And the wisdom to know the difference. I love that. So there's some examples for you to start getting holes in the knees of your pants, right? Pray, pray. Number one, that's the first link that he has for not being anxious because it settles your heart and it puts God back on the throne instead of so many other times we want to be on the throne of our own lives and then we realize when things are out of control and we can't control it, we wonder why. Well, we were never meant to be on a throne. (laughs) Number two, fertilize your mind and heart with Jesus. Okay, there's some imagery. 
fertilize your mind and heart with Jesus, which looks like this. Put light into your life. Put love into your life. Put hope into your life. Put, sprinkle some peace in your life. Fertilize your mind and your heart. Because in Philippians 4, 8, by the way, so just after Philippians 4, 6, it carries on to Philippians 4, 8, which this is this. It's talking about your mind and what you're thinking of. It says, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever is just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about those things. You want to begin to put things into your life, sprinkle fertilizer in your mind and heart, the things of Jesus. The things of Jesus are just everything listed in there. True, honorable, just, pure, lovely, right? So begin, if you're feeling with anxiety, how much news are you watching? Because I'll tell you, you start running that through the list. Write this down, Philippians 4, 8. Post it somewhere and run it through a filter of what it is that you are putting into your mind and your heart. Is it true? Is it honorable? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it commendable? Is it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? Think on those things it says. And so you wonder if, what are you thinking about all the time? You run it through that filter and you start getting rid of the things that aren't in that list. I guarantee it's going to change the way you feel. It's going to bring your anxiety down because you're not going to be in the negativity places. You're not going to be in the fear places. You're not going to be in the, the things that get your insides all distraught. All right. Number one, let your pants get holes in the knees. Number two, fertilize your mind and heart with Jesus. And number three, did I say that right? One, two, three. Okay. Number three, put a gate on your mouth. Put a gate on your mouth. And the why I say it that way is because you have a choice to open or close that gate, don't you? But we know in James 3, James chapter 3 is, is talking about the power of the tongue, but yet it's telling us that, that out of what comes out of our mouth really is evidence of what is inside, and if we're not filling our hearts and minds, we're not fertilizing our hearts and minds with the all the Philippians 8 stuff, things are going to start coming out of our mouth and it'll be evident by, are you critical? Are you negative? Are you judgmental? Are you demanding? Are you cutting? In the tone, your body language, what is coming out? Are you downtrodden? Are you positive? Put a gate on your mouth. I would just say, I don't know, maybe some of you grew up, it's like, count to three before you say something, right? One, double check. And I would say this, is it building somebody up? Is it positive? Is it adding value to somebody's life? Or are you just spewing stuff because you can? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, the stuff that you spew without checking it at the gate um, is going to affect the environment of which you create, which is either going to bring more anxiety or relieve you from anxiety. I would encourage you as one of the things, if you're looking for some way to do a devotional this week, jump into James chapter three, read the whole chapter. It will challenge you. 
Yeah, we'll talk about the power of your mouth and your mouth. So here we are, right? We, we've been told to wear holes in our knees, fertilize our mind and hearts with the things of Jesus, and then put a gate on our mouth and then make sure we open and close the gate appropriately, right? Those are going to be the things that are going to, I guarantee you, not only decrease but remove anxiety from your life. So the 30-day challenge. I want you to begin to practice these. You've written them down, right? Also, let me tell you, if you, if you don't, I'll, I'll try to serve you guys a little bit more this way. If you are not on the Grace Capital Church groups page, if you're on Facebook, just sign up for, look for Grace Capital Church Pembroke, GCC Pembroke or GCC Groups, you'll find it there. You'll see our logo. Sign up for that, or even better yet, sign up to, uh, on, our, on our app. If you have a smartphone, download our GCC app, and then go under the little three dots under more. There's notifications. Select to be notified, and I will notify you this week of these three things if you didn't write it down. Or I'll post it on our Facebook groups page. But I want, uh, I want you right now to rate your anxiety that you felt in the last couple weeks. What has been your anxiety? One is like, I barely have no anxiety at all and well done for you once. <laughs> 10 is like anxiety's off the charts. I can't even live with myself. I'm so anxious. But yet the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Rate yourself because it's important to rate yourself now because I'm going to ask you that same question 30 days from now. Rate yourself. Look back in the last week. How anxious did you feel? One, very anxious. Sorry, not anxious at all. Ten, very anxious. And we're going to see how that has changed. I, I said, I guarantee that your life will be changed. But we got to connect with Jesus on these things. we got to live the way that he's told us to live. This week I had a situation where I could start feeling the anxiety start to come up in my life. I just happened to finish writing this message and, and I was reciting the serenity prayer. It was a situation that I couldn't change. I had no control over that situation, but somebody was very upset at me uh, because uh, for whatever reason. But I just said, Lord, help me to accept the things I can't change. Change the things I can and know the difference between the wisdom to know the difference. And at that moment when I said, I can't change this. Why am I getting so worked up about it? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. It wasn't my place to take on somebody else's anxiety and somebody else's um, dissatisfaction and trying to place it on me and, and one that wasn't fair for them. But number two is they were in a situation. I don't know what their situation was, but I know my reaction. I have that control to determine whether I'm, not, I'm going to allow anxiety to happen or not. And so I prayed and God just, thank you, Lord. See, I, 
took a moment. Now, I didn't get on my knees to make that prayer. I, I'm giving that analogy, I mean, that illustration of wearing holes in your pants or your knees as, as an example of prayer. But you can just, in that moment, in that quietness, Lord, help me. And he's there. And he helps you. Amen. So the three things, wearing holes in your knees of pants, fertilize your mind and heart with Jesus, and putting a gate on your mouth, those three things that um, are going to help you, if not completely free you from being anxious. My heart and my desire is that not one of you, any that you're listening here um, online or in our house churches or here today in the room, my heart is that 30 days from now, every single one of us, while the world is panicked, and fear is gripping them that you are skipping down the street, whistling the beautiful tune, looking at the beautiful flowers and listening to the gorgeous birds chirping and say, Jesus, you're amazing. And that you're not walking with that anxiety looming over your life. And then you're trying to deal with it in all the wrong ways. This is the way you deal with it. Bring it before the Lord. Bring it before the Lord. Watch what you put in your mind. Watch what comes out of your mouth. 30 days from now, you're going to be free. Free from anxiety. And we're going to cheer together that we're going to be a Jesus people that looks different than the rest of the world. By the way, the church is supposed to be looking different than the rest of the world. This is not a time for fear for us. This is a time to realize that God is working and that we not participate in the craziness, but we look for the opportunity of where Jesus is leading us and the people that need hope and healing. And I'll tell you what, if we're wrapped up in anxiety and fear, we're not going to be the ones that people are going to look at and saying, where's the hope in you? Where's the peace that I'm looking for? They're looking for hope and peace and they're going to find it in you because you're going to be free of anxiety in Jesus' name. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say Invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.